0: recent years, there's been a rather large industry of speakers and authors who speak of the Bible as a manual for success. Regardless of what sort of ambitious undertaking one might embark on, there are self ordained experts who will direct you to passages of holy writ that will ensure your success. I am not sure that it was for this purpose that the Bible was written and handed on from generation to generation. I am not familiar with the method of biblical interpretation that suggests a capitalist approach to life and understanding. Frankly, there are plenty of passages in Scripture that might be used to explain alternatives to capitalism, but that is not our purpose this morning. The Bible is not a handbook for success, the Bible isn't a science. The Bible isn't even much of a history book. The Bible is the written record of God's interaction with two communities of faith. It talks about how God related to them, how they related to God, and what happened as a result, good or bad. There is, however, one unassailable truth. I want to build the case, and then let you draw the obvious conclusion at the end of the sermon. Frankly, might take less time I would approach it. So let's get to it. Last week, I told you that the original ending of John's Gospel was to be found at the end of the 20th chapter. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. The story of Thomas was the original ending of John's Gospel. Blessed are they who have not seen, and yet have come to believe. Light's faith curtain closes. But somewhere along the way, Someone wrote an epilogue to the Gospel that has become part of the story. At best, we can only surmise that the story was written by members of the community that produced the Gospel of John. It matches in tone and tenor all over the it. The setting of the epilogue changes. The crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus is centered in Jerusalem, but the epilogue. The region of the Galilee to the sea and the beach next to the sea of the Sea of Galilee. (laughs) Now, here comes the deja (laughs) vu. The disciples have returned to their previous profession. They are out in the boat, fishing. Jesus Garden. Only when Jesus speaks her name does she recognize him. Only when Jesus suggested that they try fishing on the other side of the boat did they begin to recognize him. Remember that. For a group of it is amazing that many of them ever ate. No matter where you look in the Gospels, the disciples never catch. Fish, unless Jesus intervened, (laughs) John does not include this story in his gospel, but the story was undoubtedly well told and well known. The tradition was that the disciples never had anything to show for their efforts without Jesus' guidance. Remember that. We're back on the same beach near the mountain where Jesus took bread and fish and fell off. Took place right there on the shore of the Sea of Jesus had a fire going and roasted the fish and then broke the bread, and everybody knew right away that Jesus. They had seen this before. This was a memory come back to life. Remember that too. And then Jesus takes Peter aside and questions him You love me more than these? Three times. Peter we answered three times. Next four, you know that I love Peter, who denied Jesus three times, it is now asked by Jesus to so affirm we'll his love three times. Remember that. Four unseen the play themselves out in this epilogue to John's gospel. All of them grounded. In the stories from the journey with Jesus, all of them little moments of Dejan Hu, all of them told them to drive the hearer back into their memory and then forward to the present. And therefore, all of us is a great lesson. The great temptation then and now is to reduce Jesus to a figure of the taking the stories of Jesus and the disciples and the early Christian community in a time long ago in a place far, far away. The light shines in the darkness. Jesus still offers the light and still offers it in abundance. Jesus still brings down the mighty and exalted and raises up the humble and me. What the Gospel of John reminds those of us who take the time to read and understand it is simply this The story of Jesus is not over. If the resurrection of Jesus means anything at all. It means that the ministry and mission of Jesus Christ continues. The light still shines in the darkness, even in 2016. And just like those disciples gathered on the shore, Jesus is still feeding, still calling, still empowering and energizing, deniers, Doubted and discouraged disciples to continue the work which Jesus was given to. You. A few weeks ago, I watched once again one of my favorite movies about p Day. The longest day was a 1962 version of the Normandy invasion long before the graphic scenes of the, the taking Five. That everyone in Hollywood seemingly wanted to be in. So they included just about everyone Henry Fonda, John Wayne, Richard Burton, John Connery, Eddie Albert, Robert Mitchell, Ronnie (laughs) McDowell, Fanny, Paul Magnum, and the list goes on and on. simply enjoy the beach that night and the beach was all the How nice it have been just to hang out and eat some bread, roast some fish, swap stories around the campfire about the healings and the meetings and everything that they experience together. But the work wasn't on the beach. It was England through the hedgerows and across the hills. Workers in dangerous places and in the presence of dangerous people. The workers in places where power. Diminish each other. The work was wherever some people were painted as. ministry, and mission of Jesus Christ needs to move forward. Nothing has changed. No one can rest. The story isn't over. The Gospel of John may be coming to a close. The curtain may have come down on John's narrative, but the real-life drama of Jesus Christ continues. Everything that Jesus did still needs doing. The mission is alive. Ministry awaits. And the good news is, is that Christ.